You're listening to CHLY 101.7 FM from Nanaimo. with a traditional Ukrainian folk song that has a very tragic story with a dire warning to young girls to listen to their mother and um, otherwise you can end up in some bad company and come to a very tragic end. That was the story of Halya, again by uh, Tio Maximovich. 
Dobrý den, šanovní rádio sluchači, ta vítají vás všich na rádio Peredáču Náš Holos, rádio Krínského Korinia. Jaká podíjací vám sjohodní, tak jak je kožný srdé z 11.00 do 13.00 hodiny na chvíli CHLY, 101.7 FM, umístí nenajmo. Pri mikrofoni si hodinu je povinna, a nastupnu hodinu bude s vámi Oksana. Děkuji, što rýšele, prebudte s námi nastupných dvoch hodin. Me majmo dužici kávy novene na sjodnišných prošami. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you live from CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm Paula Demchuk-McCory, Pokrinska Pavlina, and I'll be your host for this first hour. Oksana will be here at 12 noon to host the show in Ukrainian. I'm delighted to have you with us. We've got a great program lined up for you. In this hour, we have a Ukrainian recipe, a very seasonal. As, as well, we have Ukrainian Jewish heritage and an interview with a man from Kiev who is chronicling the uh, disappeared and fast disappearing remaining shtetls in central and eastern Ukraine. So stay with us for his story. As well, we'll have our usual Proverb of the Week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a song by a Canadian group from Edmonton. They are called UB, and we still don't know what that stands for, but we're going to just pretend maybe or assume that it stands for Ukrainian boys. And uh, this is a song, it's again going out in the woods, but um, you're going to definitely want your mom or somebody who knows what they're doing because you're going to be picking mushrooms. Here's UB from Edmonton with Hrebe. Ой, дівчина по рибі ходила, в зеленому гаю заблудила. А я чорняба нічки не спала, нічки не спала, з долею уяла. А я чорняба нічки не спала, нічки не спала, з долею уяла. Ой, козачі молоді бутяю, дивіть мене зеленого гаю. А я чорняба нічки не спала, нічки не спала, з долею уяла.
Ai, 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 Next, from the Nasholos Audio Archives, Ukrainian Food Flare. Hello, it's time to make your own homemade sauerkraut. I have such a very quick and easy recipe that it's definitely worth a try. You'll need the following ingredients. Eight cups shredded cabbage. 2 tablespoons sugar, 2 tablespoons pickling salt, 2 tablespoons vinegar, 2 to 3 bay leaves, whole, sweet red peppers, chopped. Be sure you use pickling salt, not regular salt. Choose firm heads of cabbage, remove the outside leaves of the cabbage head, quarter it, and cut out the core. Shred the cabbage with a knife or a shredder. Combine cabbage, sugar, salt, and vinegar. Mix thoroughly and put into a crock. Add the bay leaves and chopped pepper. Press down and put a weight on. Let sour for five days. Pack the kraut in freezer containers for freezing. Seal and freeze. That's it. Keep pickling. Try it. It's Ukrainian. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives. Bye. 
ljubavi nižni dan Na tramvaja Smiše, smiše, smiše tumana Porvivski vači Na čeknja skroni iftari Sad ću doba na zorije Na zamkovu horu Tela paža Tajem ničama nitvari Čipitava Čipitava
met a young Ukrainian uh, singer and songwriter, uh, and found him, or he found us rather, on uh, on Facebook, and uh, sent us uh, some of his music, and that is one of his songs. It is called Shtelden Den. And that means another day. And before them, you heard Rosa, a girl group from Montreal, and Lvivsky Vachir, Evening in Lviv. Vislukite Radio Predachu Nash, Holos Radio Krinsko Hokorinia, the radio stansi CHLY, Stoadeni Sim FM, Umistinanaimo, Hovarit Pavlina. And you're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you live from CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host this hour, Pavina. Well, back to some music, and we have Mandria, another uh, group from Ukraine, and uh, very popular, very prolific. They've been around a while, and this is one of their more recent releases, a song called Tingalinga. Чашка це Індії, берег, де сонце і спека. На моєму столі мапа вогоні ганжа. Я люблю сонячні хвилі і промені Бога. А ще я люблю цілувати тебе. Моя тінгалінга, ага, ага, тінгалінга, ага. Ага, тінгалінга, ага, тінгалінга, тінгалінга. Мого неба торкається, сонце і небо сміється. І дарує незвідані крила й дороги ганжа. Твої очі зелені, як море, як рай, дуга серце. І теплим промінням своїм огортає мене Моя тінгалінга, ага, ага, тінгалінга, ага, ага, тінгалінга, ага, тінгалінга, тінгалінга Я співаю і пісня отця у горах лунає Ти теплим коханням своїм огортаєш мене Моя тінгалінга, ага, 
for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. This is Pavlina, producer and host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. The Jewish population of Ukraine before the Second World War was over 2.5 million. Now the current population is only around 100,000. A whole world with its very own culture, rules, and customs was decimated in the Holocaust. Decades later, descendants of survivors, along with friends and supporters, are working hard to piece together remnants of this once vibrant world. In western Ukraine and other parts of the former Austro-Hungarian Empire, many restoration and educational projects are underway. But in eastern Ukraine, not so much. One man, however, has taken on the gargantuan task of cataloging Jewish shtetls in eastern Ukraine. Vitaly Buryak recently discovered his Jewish roots. In the process, he created a website called History of Jewish Communities in Ukraine. The URL is jewua.org. I came across his website while doing research on shtetls. Vitaly, also known as Chaim, kindly agreed to tell me his story so I could share it with you. Here is part of that conversation. So, first of all, could you tell me about yourself? My name is Chaim Burak, and I'm living in Kiev. I'm 32 years old. My father is Ukrainian and mother is Jewish. So, according to Jewish law, I'm Jewish. Yes. I was born in Perluki. It's a city in Chernigov region. Studied the school in Nezhan where my parents still live, and started my university in Kiev in uh, 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. And for the last 16 years, I'm living in Kiev. Okay, and so what do you do there? I was working in different IT company and still working in IT. I'm a software engineer. So why did you decide to create this website and embark on this ambitious project? It's basically you're doing it as a hobby? Yes, yes, yes. I'm doing this in my free time. It's not much free time, but I'm trying my best. Why I decided? Good question. Uh, all my life, I was interested in history. 
I read all historical books. Uh, not the Jewish, uh, maybe first Jewish books which I read was six years ago. So all my previous years of historical experiences was just common history and also in military history. What was it that inspired you to, to do this? Uh, so one time I visited uh, in Israel uh, as a part of the uh, Taglit program. It was like a first right uh, trip that each person can immigrate to Israel, can make a short visit in Israel. What happened next? A famous genealogist uh, tried to find a person who will be a tour guide in Jewish Kiev and proposed uh, small courses. And person uh, after these courses, theoretically, person will be able to provide some tours in Jewish Kiev for different tours. And I decided to do these courses. And uh, after this, uh, I made the first steps in my Jewishness, maybe because before I did not know what means to be a Jewish. What is a Shabbos? What is a Torah? Whose was Moshe? Like it was like a fairy tale for me. Really? Yeah, for sure. I was born in a very assimilated family. I know nothing about my Jewishness. Full empty zero. So, how did you find out about your mom then? If your your mom uh, isn't an observant Jew, I always know that she's a Jewish because my birth certificate was, was mentioned, and the whole my life I know that my mother is Jewish. But uh, for me, it was like a fairy tale that. Uh, you Jewish if only your mother is Jewish, that it's not passed by your father. And uh, I get this information maybe only seven years ago, six years ago, like before it was like some kind of mystery for me. Wow. And um, also one guy in Kyiv asked me to fill his website. Uh, he asked to make the, uh, small descriptions of the shtetls. Mm-hmm. In any place of Ukraine. He gave me a book and asked me, please put all information from this book to website. And again, I will give you like some money for this. It was like a job. And I started to read. And I started to read this book. It was a uh, 100 uh, shtetls in Ukraine, but really maybe 20 or 30 shtetls was uh-huh. described in this book. Mm-hmm. And I started to read about the shtetls. I-, I know that Jews live in Ukraine that, uh, the thousands and thousands of Jews lived in Ukraine that before the war millions of Jews lived in Ukraine and mm-hmm. it was a holocaust so I I know history well and I know what's the Babi Yar but it's like it was not so close to me it's like uh, for example you hear now about some civil war in uh, Syria mm-hmm. for me it was like the same like uh, something happened with somebody in this territory Okay, fine. But it's happened since 70 years ago. Why I should feel something about this? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like uh, news that there were places in Ukraine where Ukrainians were minority and majority were Jewish and all the Jewish population disappeared. Uh, and no Jews left, left now. It's now a small village inhabited only by Ukrainians. But this place has some Jewish history. And the next step was when I became a tour guide. Uh, one tourist from U.S. Uh, w- wanted to visit his shtetl, his ancestral town, mm-hmm. where his uh, great-grandparents escaped 100 years ago. And he wanted to visit it. Okay, fine. And theoretically, yeah, we Google and find that it was, by the way, <laughs> uh, 
not the biggest, but uh, uh, fully only one fully Jewish settlement in Chernigov region. It was a small village, just 600 Jews lived there mm-hmm. before revolution, but it was fully Jewish. Uh, no Ukrainians lived there. And uh, I Google it, and I find information that the one local historian lives there. Oh, lucky. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I called to this person, and he said, I already researched a local history for the last 40 years, and I spoke with, with people who know all these Jews very well. So, come on, came, and I will show you all the sites which I know. And we visited, visited this shtetl, and um, this local historians show all sites. Jewish cemetery, a former Jewish cemetery, because it's a garden and uh, a potato is growing there now. And he showed the site of the synagogues, it's just a site, nothing is there. It's like uh, some space between two buildings. Uh, He showed the oldest Jewish building in this uh, village. So this guy from the U.S. was fully satisfied. But for me, it was like a shock because I did not even think that some villages in Ukraine have some history. Before, I read about this only in books. And But wait, uh, one another story about this uh, trip. This guy, from this lawyer from U.S., uh, wanted to visit two places. First one was this village, Dmitrovka. Also, he wanted to visit Priluki. Priluki is the place where I was born. Oh. And I contacted with the head of local Jewish community. And my grandma is still living there. And this uh, head of the local Jewish community knows very well my grandma. And he showed the places which I didn't know before. In my city, where I was born. My wow. grandma didn't show me a synagogue, didn't show me a Jewish cemetery, didn't show a Holocaust killing site. Also a place of the ghetto. She didn't show to me. I walk on this street. I see these buildings before. But I didn't know that it was a synagogue, for example. And this was like a shock for me. And so she didn't tell you anything about your Jewish heritage at all? I, I did not ask and she did not tell. Hmm. I know that my grandma, great-grandma was from the poor family and she evacuated her family, all her sisters... And my great-grandpa and great-grandma, they all went to Kazakhstan. That's why they survived and I was born. From Priluki Ghetto escaped only around 10 people and survived, I found, 4 or 5. Among 1,200 people. <gasps> so it really was no chance to survive for Jews in Priluki during the Nazi occupation. Oh, wow. Wow. What does the word shtetl mean exactly? I mean, on your website, you have a quote there that says it's not exactly yeah. a town, not exactly a township. Good question. <laughs> uh, shtetl is a Yiddish word, which means a small settlement. Okay. Something middle between village and uh, city. Because in that time, I mean, 18th, 19th century, mm-hmm. Jews, they live in these uh, shtetls, very crowded. So usually... The central street of the shuttle is like a whole street of the buildings, close to a, to another building, without the gardens behind them, because the Jews didn't allow to have a land. Also, uh, Ukrainian lives in these shuttles, but uh, usually in the center lived Jews, and uh, in suburbs lived Ukrainians. Anyway, the place where majority were Jews, and it was not big 
a whole population was less than 10,000, less than 5,000 mm-hmm. people. And uh, I created a list. I created a list of these settlements where more than 1,000 Jews lived. I created this list for each gubernia in Ukraine and get like a plan for my research. So the plan is very simple to write at least small article mm-hmm. for each place which is in my list. And also I'm trying to not lose time on Western Ukraine because Western Ukraine, you know, was the, became a part of the Soviet Union only before World War II. And uh, Jewish life stopped here only in 1941 during the Holocaust. In Western Ukraine. Yes. Uh-huh. And for this period between, between the First World War and Second World War, many Jews immigrated to Israel, to Palestine, it was, it was called before, mm-hmm. uh, in US, in Canada, in England. And they br- brought some photos, they brought some books and wrote many memory books. And Western Ukraine is really investigated very well. So if, for example, you will start to Google about, um, Zloshu. You will, you will find the tons of materials about Zloshu. But if you will try to Google about a Dimmer, Dimmer is a village near the key of 20 or 30 kilometers in the center of Ukraine. You will find, I think, only my article. <laughs> I visited Dimmer two years ago. I find local historian. He showed me remains of the Jewish cemetery. He showed me a killing site. It's not, it's just a field. Nobody mark uh, mass graves there. So hundreds of Jews are still oh. living there and they planted the grain on it. They show the sites of synagogues. They show the former Jewish neighborhood. They show me the last prayer house and we spoke with the owner of this building and he gave to us part of the door with mark of mezuzah. He gave me a saw and I cut this part of the door <laughs> and brought it to museum, to Jewish museum. What is it? It's a small scroll with the words of Torah. Oh. It's really small, around 10 centimeters, not more, which should be put it on the door, on the right side of the door, in, in any Jewish home. It's <laughs> maybe the last material, material part of the Jewish dimmer history because oh. another is just photos and memories, but it's a real thing that you can touch. That's why you'll not find uh, a Western Ukraine regions on my website. I just trying to describe places which wasn't described before. Yeah, because there's a lot of work being done in Western Ukraine. But yeah, you're right. Eastern and Central Ukraine, I don't have much information. Uh, so look, if you will check a statistic of the Jewish population before the rev- revolution, you will see that, for example, in... Uh, Kiev, uh, Hubernia lived more than 400,000 Jews. And in Chernigo, Hubernia lived uh, around uh, 40,000. So if you will move to the east, you will see that Jewish population decrease, 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 decrease. Because you know that Jews appear in Ukraine from Poland. And most Jewish places in Ukraine were Western Ukraine, uh, Podolia, Volhynia, and partially central Ukraine, and eastern Ukraine didn't have my Jewish population. Okay, so what you're interested in is areas that are still undiscovered or under-researched, and people just haven't, there's no information about that. I only try to search in the internet, and I see that someplace really wasn't described. Like, for example, community in Rzyshev. Rzyshev is a center of the district in Kyiv region, 
not far from you, not from from the key. Like maybe half hour of the driving, mm-hmm. and more than six thousand Jews lived there one hundred years ago, and no Jews live lives now there. And if you try to find something about the Jewish history, you will find nothing. Hmm. Like all this community just disappear, and that's all. No traces. Yeah, there are some traces in archive in Ukraine in Kiev archive. They have really tons. And I'm speaking about not the uh, number. I'm speaking about the weight of this paper. Tons, tons of the documents. Really, very interesting. Wow. Yes, they wow. have shtetl maps, surnames, different files. And if you have time, in one month, uh, describe the uh, history of this shtetl like you live there. Wow. Okay, just the question, where are they stored? In Kiev archive. Kiev, there are a few archives in Kiev, and oh, okay. they store, store this information. Okay. Why is it important for you to... Uh, essentially, these are ghost towns. The shtetls have disappeared. Why is it important for you to chronicle and that information, compile that information when there's nobody there anymore. I don't know why it's important for me because sometimes I feel that oh, it's important only only for me <laughs> uh, to describe a history of this community which will disappear in five, ten years and no Jews left there but this place had some Jewish history and sometimes it's three or four hundred years of Jewish history and it will end in my days, oh. and sometimes I feel that I need to describe it and get it made public. Why it's important for me, I don't know. I sometimes I ask a question: What's what's the sense? What's the sense to visit it, to spend your time? But I like it. I really like it. I try to spend my vacation on the beach, mm-hmm. and I I lie on the beach and start to think. What I'm doing there? I really don't like this. I don't like this beach. I don't like this food. I don't like this sun. I don't like this uh, sea. Better to me be in the middle of nowhere. It's really sometimes it's really in the middle of nowhere. You have very very bad roads. <laughs> Some parts of Shetomer even uh, 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 is badly inhabited due to radiation, radioactive pollution. Right. And you, you went to this place and start to speak with some old people. What, did you remember something about the Jews who lived there? And, and so sometimes I think that it's something not very normal with me. It's <laughs> 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 uh, it's very funny, but I really like it and uh, I don't know why I like it. And that's how I spend my free time. It's important to you. It's, it, it interests you and it, something is, it's just, it's important to you. Yes, but sometimes I recognize that it's important only for me. <laughs> no, and other people care about this old village that even the village will disappear soon because uh, in some places, uh, population, for example, 100 years ago was 2,000 people and now 200 people. Yeah. And you see that it's only statistic to the 200. In reality, it's 50 people live there. Yeah. And you see that it will disappear soon. It's not uh, like a Jewish place disappears soon. It's like a Ukrainian place disappears soon. Oh, okay, I understand. So they're going to become ghost towns eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, and you're not a historian by trade or anything, but you have this, this mad passion for his history. So that's, that's wonderful. And you know what you, it's lonely work what you're doing, but I don't think that it's, um, frivolous. I, I, I don't think it's meaningless. Certainly, I think it's, it has great value and somebody will thank you for it. So what are you looking for, uh, for help from the public? Just, just, just materials, just materials and not more because uh, this research don't need much money. Photos and maybe some memories, maybe some books about the shtetl because some books, for example, were printed in very small circulation and you cannot even find this book in internet. So okay. I really seeking for information from them, from family photos, any memories from the pre-revolution life. And how would they get them to you? Like, like you find me <laughs> via website <laughs> or via Facebook. I have a Facebook group, also very nice group, uh, Tracing the Tribe in Facebook. More than 20,000 people oh, wow. who are searching for Jewish roots. Okay. And is there, do you have another site? I have my own group, JewUA.org, Shtetls in Ukraine, and the website, JewUA.org. Well, Chaim, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Dobranich. <laughs> bye bye. Chaim Buryak, creator and curator of the website jewua.org. You can find him there and also on Facebook. Just search for jewua.org and also for Tracing the Tribe. This is Pavlina, producer and host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage. Thanks for listening. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com.
stories fit say yet a many dim. Yamantu bao pore kolena. Olubine bo set yo many da. Menene spene mori okian. Menene strashit navitaregan. Du neve hot siljakik ya prvik. Moja znam ja poterte čerevik. Ori ori. Šiča porlačke je, šiča po dušejah, junačke je, zaredna namesela vlasnaja, hori vse ljubov prekrasnaja. Hori, hori, šiča porlačke je, šiča po dušejah, junačke je, zaredna namesela vlasnaja, hori vse ljubov prekrasnaja. And from Winnipeg, Manitoba, that was high profile from their second CD, Tribute to Ukrainian Heritage and Song About Mountains, Hore Hore. Vyslúchite rádio programu Náš holos rádio Krínskoho Koríňa na rádiostanci CHLY Stardeny CMFM umístěný najmo. Hovoríč Pavlina. And you're listening to Náš holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavlina. Up next is uh, another group from that same area. Uh, this group is from Steinbach. Um, actually, it's um, a musician that um, is a favorite of many of us listening out here on the West Coast. And this one is going to go out as a special birthday uh, greeting and dedication to Leona Osowetsky from Nanaimo. And uh, this is a lady that's pretty much responsible for uh, the whole Ukrainian community here on uh, Vancouver Island um, She's been around a long time. She's done an incredible amount of work. So just um, a, hats off, a hat tip and hats off to Leona. And just um, happy birthday. It is today. So here is a song by, I know, one of her favorite um, musicians from Steinbeck, Manitoba, Jaden Chornoboy. And here he is with Dorahamoya Mama, the Dear Mother Waltz. Mama, 
and one of my favorite folk dances. That was the Shotis um, by the Ukrainian old-timers. It's called Grandma's Shotis. And again, before them was the uh, Dear Mother Waltz by Jaden Shoinaboy. Siohodenu bolazvame pavina. Nahatoyu vesluhite radio pratamu nash holos radio nasho hokurinya. Salashaitis yuzname nastupnu hodenu. Dali peredeyu mikrofonu oksani. Zaprosiu posluhite troche pro istoriu i tradesi rozpovist oksana. Ala peretemio hochu salashitavasti kemis slovame mudrostia. Odna stal, ale ne odna kova yitsina. And our proverb of the week translates as all steel is steel. But the price is not always the same. Well, my time with you is almost up, so we'll have one last toe tapper for you by a Winnipeg group called Sluhai and the classic Who Stole the Kishka. And that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next hour. Meanwhile, please join me here again next Wednesday from 11 a.m. till 12 noon. And until then, do stay in touch with both Oksana and me via our Facebook page and Twitter. If you're able to catch the live transmission of the show, make sure to use the fantastic new media player at www.chly.ca. If you miss the live transmission of any show, you can always catch the podcast. There's a media player as well as a link to the Nashholes podcast feed at our website, which is www.nashholes.com. We're also on Mixcloud along with the other fine programs here on CHLY 101.7 FM, so do follow us there. So stay tuned next for the Nasholos Ukrainian Hour with Oksana, followed by Wellness Wednesday to learn how to be healthy naturally. And at 2 p.m., join Gord Bibby for two hours of great oldies on Groovin' with Bibby G. I'm Pavlina. Thanks so much for listening. Dozusrichi. <laughs> Someone stole the kishka, someone stole the kishka From the butcher shop Who stole the kishka, who stole the kishka Who stole the kishka, someone call the cop Round and firm and fully back It was hanging on the rack Someone stole the kishka, when I turned my back Who stole the kishka, who stole the kishka Who stole the kishka, oh please bring it back Take my rubber boots, but give me back my kishka. Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka from the butcher shop? Now Willie found the kishka. Willie, Willie found the kishka. Willie found the kishka. Willie he hung it on the rack. He found the kishka. He found the kishka. He found the kishka. Willie brought it back.
Someone stole the kishka. Someone stole the kishka. Someone stole the kishka from the butcher shop. Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Someone call a cop. Now Willie found the kishka. Willie, Willie found the kishka. Willie found the kishka. Well, he hung it on the rack. He found the kishka. He found the kishka. He found the kishka. Willie brought it back. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.